Good morning, good morning, good morning, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of the Hidden Gems Podcast. It is me, your host, Kendra, and I am doing a solo cast alone again. Um, This season has been just a season of pretty much just me. It's me season, pretty much. So that's what y'all get. But um, today we're going to be talking about second opinions and... um, the importance of asking for a second opinion and not feeling like you should be scared to ask for a second opinion. So this week I was in therapy and I have a new therapist and really it's a, so my husband and I are in couples therapy and um, couples therapy is extremely hard. And I don't typically <laughs> like before this, we've tried couples therapy before and um, it did not go well. And so before this, we got this new therapist, we, I would be like, I don't know, couples therapy is kind of hard. I wouldn't really recommend, (laughs) but it's very important to match with a good therapist or a therapist that's going to match your lifestyle and your views and somebody who's going to, uh, be able to look at things from a non-biased standpoint. So like our first therapist, um, was this woman and she was kind of like, (laughs) She was an Aries son, and my husband is a Leo son, and so, like, there was a lot of clashing in those sessions, like, a lot of yelling, which is probably crazy, but, like, that was my first time ever doing couples therapy, and his, too, so, like, we were just kind of going with emotions, but we ended up stop seeing her, but, um, so it was a bad experience for him, mainly, and just kind of a weird experience for me. I feel like In a lot of that, those sessions, I kind of disassociated and just kind of was there. I just remember always watching them yelling at each other. Anyways, so um, our new therapist, she's really great. Uh, She's very, like, down or very mellow. She's a Capricorn son. And actually, she has the same birthday as my mother, which is crazy. Um, But she's a Capricorn son, and it's a lot different. My husband is a Capricorn rising, so I feel like, and I'm a Capricorn moon. So I feel like it's a lot of like down to earth. We're all just kind of sitting and talking and we understand each other. It's really crazy and weird, but it's good. So anyways, um, we're in couples therapy and um, we're nearing the end of our little sessions. Uh, well, not the end, but just like the end of having to see her frequently. And so she was like, you know, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? And you guys know I had a therapist that I was seeing um, for about six months and I'm not seeing her anymore because she left the practice she was with, which is cool. Um, so I originally went to therapy back in fucking June of 2021 because I was feeling like I have undiagnosed ADHD. Um, I had a lot of weird symptoms. I mean, not weird symptoms, but typical symptoms. Like I was having trouble completing simple tasks. I was having trouble doing things like finishing, like cleaning up and just completing tasks was just a challenge for me in short. Um, so I was, I did an evaluation. I got evaluated by another therapist, um, before I got to see my old therapist And they were like, oh, yeah, this is definitely sounding like an adult living with ADHD. So I went to therapy, and my therapist, after all of our sessions, my old therapist, she was thinking like, um, 
well, I feel like this is more like anxiety and like processing disorder, not necessarily ADHD, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll allow it because I was going through a lot of transitions and I was having a lot of, I guess, anxiety about those things. But in the back of my mind, I still was feeling like I, um, I had ADHD because I was like, I just don't feel like anxiety is the proper like big picture diagnosis or whatever. Um, but I'm just, you know, kind of writing it out and just trying to kind of see, trying to do what she, the things she was recommending I do or whatever and trying to see where it goes. But in the back of my mind, I was always still like, I really just don't feel like anxiety is the thing for me because I don't feel like I'm a particularly anxious person. I don't really feel like um, I experience a lot of anxiety all the time. Most of the time, if I'm even mentally present, I'm usually not experiencing anxiety. But I mean, like, I think anxiety looks very different and I'm not a uh, an expert on anxiety by far. But um, I just didn't feel like that was the right thing for me. So anyways, we're wrapping up our session with our new ther- with our couples therapist, our new therapist. And um, I just asked her, I was like, can I ask your opinion? And she was like, sure. And I told her, like, disclaimer, this has nothing to do with us as a couple. This has everything to do with me. And she's like, okay. So I just asked her, I was like, um, I think that I have ADHD. And my last therapist diagnosed it as anxiety and my therapist our new therapist was like well you know why do you think that it's ADHD versus anxiety like explain to me your symptoms so I just ran off the list I was like you know I have trouble completing simple tasks I've always been told that I talk too much procrastination is a really big thing for me it's very difficult I um I, I, people like growing up, I was always told that I was like procrastinating or I'm lazy. My room is messy, like things like that. And, uh, you know, moving on from one task without completing the other task is really something that's really big for me or whatever. And I will also, I told her, I was like, I'll start little projects or things that I'm very interested in. And then I will just stop and won't complete them. And so she did a really good job of talking me through like some of the things and explaining kind of what ADHD is and how it works. But she was like, you do sound like a typical adult who's living with undiagnosed ADHD. And she was like, there are going to be some things that you're going to have to do. And she was telling Nate, she was like, you're going to have to help her um, with certain things. So she was suggesting that like I do things like make a master list. And she was like, you're going to have to write the list down on paper and she was like you can set reminders in your phone and do things like that she was like but it's going to help you better if you write the list down on paper so that you mark off things as you go and she was looking at Nate and she was like and you're gonna have to double back with her and check and make sure that she completes the things on the list or whatever I was telling her I was like well you know I I write things down Um, I gave her an example of like my my desk at work is covered in sticky notes some sticky notes are still relevant some are not relevant anymore Um, but like on Friday another teacher gave me a lollipop for one of my students and um, I was in the middle when she gave it to me I was in the middle of (laughs) doing lesson plans and doing stuff in you know, infinite campus and also trying to complete my PowerPoint for next week, uh, for the kids, for our morning, 
meeting or whatever. So I was doing multiple things and she handed me the lollipop and she handed me the lollipop and I put it in my desk and I was like, I'm going to remember. And then I continued to do lesson plans, um, infinite campus and, <laughs> and my PowerPoint. And then my co-teacher brought me a cupcake. So then I started eating the cupcake and I was like, wow, this cupcake is really good. And I'm just like, doing a, a bunch of other things, like not really completing anything. Cause did I complete any of those things? Kind of, but not really. That's not the point. The point is I, as I'm eating the cupcake and I'm finishing and I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to leave because it's like three 30 and it's Friday and I don't want to be here anymore. So, um, I'm packing my things up and I'm like, Oh, the lollipop. And then I was just like, ooh, let me write a note down. So I remember that that lollipop is in my desk. So I had to, like, write myself a sticky note, add it to the rest of the sticky note wallpaper that's on my uh, desk at work and um, so that I could remember. And she was like, yeah. So I'm, I'm explaining all of that to my therapist. And she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you're going to have to write a master list of the things that you're supposed to be doing. And then she was like, put the reminders in your phone. And then, Nate, you're going to have to check back in with her. Because she was explaining about how, um, so I, anyways, I asked her why, why I would start things like hobbies. And so we start listing off things, me and Nate, like waist beads, photography, podcasting, all these like hobbies that I turned into like businesses. And I'm like, yeah, but they're all failed because I, I shut all of them down at some point. Right. And, um, she was like, yeah, because it's not rewarding you anymore. And she was like, it's not for your brain. You're not getting that reward that it was once giving you. She was like, with people with ADHD, sometimes they can hyper-focus on things for months at a time and then just stop immediately, stop and won't do it for another, forever, sometimes forever. But she was like, won't do it again for like six months or a year or two years or five years. And she was like, another thing about people with ADHD is they're very intelligent because they hyper fixate on things and they will learn all they feel like they need to learn about something and then it doesn't reward them anymore and then they'll be done with it. She was like, but it makes for a very intelligent person because they know so many things about so many things. And like, I'm looking over at Nate and he's just smiling and I just started laughing and she's like, well, what's so funny? And I was like, I can literally have a random conversation about anything with anybody. And she was like, really? And she was like, I mean, I'm not surprised, but she was like, yeah, that's like kind of what happens with um, people with ADHD. She was like, so it does sound like to me that you are living with undiagnosed ADHD. She was like, but anxiety, because she was like, you know, no shade to your previous therapist, but like anxiety and ADHD symptoms can look very similar. And she was like, um, you know, some of the things like, not being able to complete tasks that can also look like anxiety. And she was like, and sometimes, you know, anxiety or anxiety can be caused by undiagnosed ADHD. And I was like, wow, this is great. So now I'm just trying to figure out like, where do I go from here? Because like, she's our couples therapist and I feel like I could schedule, um, like a one-on-one -on -one time because she does. And she did explain to me, she was like, I do have a couple other clients who are living with ADHD. And she was like, so, um, you know, I can, <coughs> Ooh, I can help you out <clears throat> with that and we can work through that. It's something we could definitely work through. But, um, it was just very interesting to me and very eye opening. 
uh, because all this time I was listening to the word, you know, of somebody who is a licensed professional and I agreed with parts of it. But at the end of the day, I still felt like something was just off. And I think that really goes to trusting your gut instinct. Like if you feel like, if you feel like there is something that you have asked somebody about and they have given you a good enough explanation about it, but you feel also like you need to ask somebody else who is also in the same field, then just go ahead and do it because it can't hurt, number one. Can't hurt you to ask somebody for a second opinion. And number two, it might end up really, really helping you in the end because after our conversation about the things that I've been experiencing, I felt so much better. Like I felt like a weight had been lifted off of my shoulders and I just felt like an immediate sense of like knowing and kind of calmness because I had been feeling like there was something missing the whole time about whatever it is that I was supposed to be feeling about myself or um, diagnosed because like even though anxiety can be caused by symptoms or triggered by symptoms of ADHD I just didn't feel like for me anxiety was the thing Oh, and another cool thing she said about people with ADHD, she was like, the reason that we move from task to task is because we're like big picture people. So, um, or no, the reason that our rooms and stuff or whatever is usually messy is because we're big picture people. Okay, let me get it right. Um, we're big picture people. So like all, all my life, my room was always like messy. My mom was always like, you need to clean this room up. It's messy. You're procrastinating. You're sitting down or whatever. And I would be like, but I know where everything is. Just like in my at my old job in my classroom, um, <laughs> my my like my classroom was always it always looked like activity was happening. Like things are always happening in there. But my um, old boss used to be like, okay, Kendra, it's great. I really love what you're doing in here. And I love how you're bringing this lesson to life. But, um, you know, we need to clean off some of this counter space, like your desk. You need to clean that up because it just kind of looks like you're just kind of like throwing things. And like, I will get in that mode, like, especially when I'm in the classroom and we're doing a lot of interactive things. And I'm just like, we're finishing things and I'm putting like, my parts of like the activity, I'm just throwing them on my desk. At the end of the day, I'm sliding things over to the side so I can sit at my desk and put in enter data and do all other kinds of things. But <clears throat> I always know where everything is. Cause I used to, people always will say to me, oh, well you need to clean up so that you know where things are. Like my mom is infamous, infamous for saying that. She would be like, um, you don't know where anything is. Actually, I know where everything is. <laughs> and that like, got on her nerves so bad because I do know where everything is even though my room might look like it's in shambles I know where everything is and I think and I told my therapist I was like that is like why when I have to go into new places or new spaces and I have to clean up and organize it overwhelms me to the point where I will throw things away and she was like yeah and she was like yeah definitely undiagnosed I was like you know because it's overwhelming to come into a space and not know where anything is, but for it to be somebody else's like organizational system or however they did it. So for me, 
I need to do things my way because I do know where everything is. But it's very funny because Nate is very organized. He knows where everything is because it's in a specific place. And, like, I guess a place that makes sense for him. But, like, he is very organized. He's always, like, tidying up behind me. <laughs> and I feel bad for him sometimes. But um, I just try my best to not make so much of a mess. But definitely if he did not live in this house with me, it would be a lot more messy uh, than what it is. Because he keeps it very organized. Like, this man lines up shoes and he just straightens up the tables. He'll start going through papers that I might have out and be like, do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? Like, so low-key, I told him, I was like, low-key, you've been my handler for, <laughs> for like the last, we've been together for like nine, I want to say like nine years. Yeah, we've been together for like nine years total. We've been married for five. Yeah, we've been married for five years. And so it's just five or six years. We've been married for, it'll be six years this October. So yeah, we've been married for five years, going on six. And uh, it's just like, wow, that's wild to think about. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he's low-key been my handler because he always uh, just is straightening up behind me. And it's just funny to actually realize it's wild to realize that we've actually been together for, oh no, so like that's like 10 years. Yeah, so we've really been together for like 10 years. Damn, that's wild. It'll be 10 years this year. That's crazy. Okay. But yeah, so there's no shame in asking for a second opinion, especially if your gut is telling you that you need to ask for a second opinion or um, just seek the help of somebody. Always trust your gut. Because your body is very aware. You are hyper to in tune with yourself and you always know really what you need to do. So always trust yourself, trust your body, trust your mind, and don't be afraid to ask for that second opinion. So here's a random thought. This week I was looking at TikTok like I always do. And uh, I came across this guy's page and he was basically like, showing all these clips of <clears throat> men saying, like, I knew that I wanted to be with my wife, like, immediately or whatever. I knew this, I knew that. And since it is still February, um, I feel like it's appropriate to talk about this, even though I did not put an episode out on Valentine's Day because I just didn't feel... <laughs> I recorded an episode, but it just wasn't it for me. Again, just me. Um, but anyways... And he was talking about, it was all these clips about men talking about how they knew when they knew and they didn't, like, if a man wants you, they're never going to make you question blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, you know, this is what I'm talking about. If a man wants you, he's not going to make you question whether or not he wants you or not. And I feel like I'm not in the, well, first of all, let me put this out here. I'm not in the business of uh, listening to, like, man talk, uh, but, <laughs> but like, and like, that alpha male shit is, like, annoying as fuck to me. But, like, I was watching it and I was thinking just about my own life and my own dating history. And I don't think it necessarily has to be a man thing. I think it can be a person thing. Because if a person wants to be with you, they will let you know, like, you will always know that. And so an example for me is I dated plenty of dudes who 
kind of wanted to be with me, but also definitely had potential to drag me along for years and years without like making any type of major commitment. Like there would have been no engagement. There would have been no marriage. There would have been no kids. Like it would have just been me and my fucking boyfriend of fucking 10 years. And, uh, that's how it would have been. But I feel like a lot of times in my life, like I made it clear to people that I wanted to be with them. And, um, you know, that's kind of how I pray. If I want to be with you, I'll be with you. When my, when Nate and I started dating, um, he would always tell me like from the beginning, we're going to get married. You're going to be my wife. And I was just like, okay, this is weird. And especially coming out of kind of the relationship situations that I had been in prior to dating him. Um, and funny enough, like knowing him simultaneously as I was going through some of those things. Um, but he just not ever like never paying attention <laughs> to him or giving him the time of day. Uh, just always just kind of writing him off as like this goofy dude who was in class was always making jokes. Um, but anyways, <laughs> So he would always tell me that when we started dating. We started dating in 2013. Yeah, we started dating in 2013 in the summer. I remember it because it was like we started dating like two or three weeks before his birthday. Um, but we always, he always would tell me like, you're going to be my wife. I know that we're going to be together. And he always knew. And I used to, people used to always say like a man knows by the third date if he's going to be, uh, if he wants to be with this woman or not or whatever. Um, and I do think that just goes to say that it doesn't, we don't necessarily have to say if a man knows, but if a person knows they want to be with you, they're not going to lead you on. They're not going to drag it out for however many years. They're not going to ever make you feel like you need to question it. So like, I understand like some people stay in a relationship for a long time because like maybe you dated high school through college and a little bit afterwards and that like yeah okay we don't expect somebody in high school to like be engaged or married I mean not saying it doesn't happen because it does but like you know like you dated for that period of your life and that's a big like phase in itself um but the person that you're with probably never made you feel like there was going to be anybody else for them or like they didn't want to be with you or anything like that. Like they always make it clear. And I think that moving forward in 2022, for those of us who are ever out here questioning whether or not somebody wants to be with us, dealing with people who won't respond back to your text message or will go all day without texting you. And uh, even though, you know, like they know that you want to talk throughout the day or whatever, or like can just have large absences, I guess, of you in their life. You don't have to stay around for that because I feel like for me, that would make it clear that that person doesn't want to be with me, but to each his own. Um, but that's just my little tidbit, my little random tidbit of the day. If a person wants to be with you, you will know they want to be with you. You will feel confident in that relationship and you will feel confident in your interactions with that person. Okay? It's time for Astrology Talk with Kendra. All right, so it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Astrology Time with Kendra. I know 
that you guys missed this. We had some major transits. And I'm glad that I am doing astrology time with me <laughs> today because we have a big manifestation day coming up, 2-22-22. So, um, and it's on a Tuesday. So please, please, please make sure that you are taking advantage of the energy of that day um, because it's going to be exciting. So 2-22-22 is coming up. I have something to talk about with you guys today for astrology. So for those of you who know, you know there are many different aspects to your natal chart, your astrological walk through this life, right? It's not just your sun sign, and I think I've already told this to you guys, but it's not just about your sun sign. Your sun sign is the sign that we typically always go by. Example, I am an Aquarius sun. I was born January 25th, so that makes me an Aquarius sun. It's not always, it's not just about your sun sign. Your sun sign is not even like the most important piece of your birth chart or the thing that really kind of guides your life, I guess. Um, but it's not about your sun sign. So I'm gonna tell you about, what the different parts, uh, the big parts of your chart kind of mean. So your sun sign is about yourself, okay? Your sun sign is about yourself. Your moon is about your heart, and that's kind of like, I want to say how you kind of process uh, emotions and like who you are, like secretly, I guess, if that makes a sense. So your moon is about your heart. Your rising sign is how you look. So here's an example. Um, I'm a Leo rising. So people always say, or astrologers always say, that Leo risings tend to have, like, memorable hair uh, because they say it's kind of like a lion's mane. And I will say that throughout my life, people have always made compliments about my hair. Uh, and it's funny because at some of those points in my life, I didn't know. But recently, um, when I think I told you all about when I ran into – one of my old co-workers at the store, she was like, I remember you because I remember your big, beautiful hair. <laughs> and I was just laughing in my head because I'm like, yeah, I'm Leo rising for sure. Um, Mercury is the way you think. So Mercury, your Mercury sign in your chart is how you think about things. My Mercury is in Capricorn. So I have a Capricorn stellium and stellium just means you have three or more planets that are not the sun and the moon, depending on who you talk to, that are not the sun and the moon in the same house. Um, and I have a Capricorn stellium. Y'all want to know all the planets that I have in the house? Uh, in my in my Capricorn, I'm going to tell you right now. I have Uranus, Mercury, Neptune, Saturn, Venus, and the moon, all in my sixth house Capricorn. So that is me. But anyways, so your Mercury is the way you think. Your Venus is how you love. Your Mars is how you deal with life. So my Mars is actually in Sagittarius. So like the way I deal with life can be a lot of like, tongue out energy. Um, <laughs> maybe, kind of. That Capricorn be holding me back though because it holds me back from being like my wildest self sometimes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, your Mars is how you deal with life. Your Jupiter is your luck. Your Saturn is how you discipline yourself. Your Uranus is how unique you are. Your Neptune is your imagination. Your Pluto is your transformation. Some people say that your Pluto is also like your deepest, darkest self. But like, and 
a lot of things you have to understand about some of these um, positions is some of these planets, <coughs> some of these planets stay in these signs for years at a time. So like, I believe a Pluto is another one that does stay in a sign for years at a time because it's like a more of a symbol for like, is it a decade? Not a decade. Maybe a decade. Pluto stays in your sign for, we have Google, let's just look it up. So it can take Pluto 14 to 30 years to change signs. So like I was saying, some of the, some of the planets stay in signs for a long time. So like you could be born in 1995 and you could have Pluto in your <clears throat> Scorpio and then you could also have been born in like 1987 and still have Pluto in your Scorpio um, sign. So I don't know if that's necessarily accurate what I just, but it is, what I'm saying is Pluto will stay there for a while, okay? But Pluto is your transformation. So like um, people who are, I think all millennials, I believe most millennials have a Pluto in Scorpio. Um, and we all kind of like are kind of, we grew up doing a really like pop culture, like grungy type of area. Like, so anyways, so these are, the next thing that I'm about to mention is like Chiron, Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta. Those are like asteroids and stars, I believe. So Chiron is how you heal. So like when Chiron was in retrograde, that is like the wounded healer. So that opens up parts of your life that, um, areas of your life that you should be healing in, whatever. Ceres is how you take care of yourself. Pallas is your relationships. Your Juno is beauty and influence. Your Vesta is your potential and organization. So last, was it last week, week before? I talked about the North Node. So your North Node is how you develop in your current life. And your South Node is how you developed in your past life. Your Midheaven, which I have not talked to you guys about, is your career and how others view you. So like they say where your Midheaven is, that's like where you will find, you should be able to find the most success in your career. Um, my Midheaven is in Taurus. So from what I've read, that means I should be able to find success in things, in areas of like making things beautiful. I don't really know how that relates to me teaching because <laughs> I don't really feel that for me, but I'm still figuring it out. So I don't really know um, how to operate with my midheaven. But if there are any real deal astrologers out there who want to help me, please help me. And your Lilith is your hidden emotions. So, like, if, if you hear somebody talking about Lilith, you might hear them talking about, like, your dark moon Lilith or whatever. Um, those are your hidden emotions. So, that's, like, who you are secretly when you're by, super by yourself, super in your head. That's you. Um, like, my Lilith is in Scorpio. Um, so, don't know what that really means, but I actually do know what it means. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, now you know all of those things and what they represent. Now, I challenge you to go look at your chart and see where these things are placed and do some reading about it. But if you have any questions, you can always ask me. I'll try to answer it as much as I can. Um, but again, I'm not a professional astrologer. I'm just like a novice, I guess. I'm somebody who is who has a little more knowledge than the average person uh, when, when it comes to astrology, but I'm not like an astrologer because I have not been certified. Not sure if you have to really become certified to be an astrologer or if you just have to kind of study it. Um, but yeah, so 
boom that is astrology time with kendra and let's get back to our regularly scheduled program okay good people so i think that i am good here (laughs) i am going to wrap this episode thank you all so much for staying with me and tuning in every week or every other week um when it is time to listen to the hidden gems podcast i wish you all success and happiness and love and joy and please make sure that you are taking advantage of the energy on 22222 um write down i guess your manifestations and um revisit some of the manifestations that you had prior to like just make sure you get your plan together for how you're going to move forward. Um, Somebody made a very interesting point. They were like, if you're always manifesting, when are you receiving? And that's very true. So make sure you're, but still take advantage of this time because the energy, the 2-22-22. And like I even follow some numerologists um, and they're talking about the numbers and all this great stuff. So make sure you please take advantage of this uh, and live your best life. Enjoy your time here on earth (laughs) and uh always ask for a second opinion don't ever be afraid to do that and i will talk to you guys next time oh wait if you want to follow me you know you can follow me on all social platforms at your host kendra and i am there um so follow me message me share my podcast with your friends and family um and thank you for tuning in again And I will see you guys or hear from you guys or talk to you guys on the next episode. I'm interested to know how everybody's planning on manifesting in the 2-22-22. So I will put a question probably in my um, IG story. All right. Until next time.